what do you think? Um, we just uh, we we continue on, and things get goofier and goofier, and not sure where it's where it's gonna stop. Spokane schools only days away from opening, and they tried to have a Central Valley School Board meeting last night. Uh, they were meeting in person. The meeting didn't last long. People that came, there were about 100, 150 people, uh, weren't wearing masks. And the school board repeatedly asked people to put on their masks. They did not. School board said that's enough, and now they will hold their school board meeting via Zoom. School boards apparently all around the country are facing the same thing. School board meeting canceled down in Bend, Oregon, and school board meetings back in New York State. All over the country, people have had it. Over a year and a half of this uh, knee-jerk reaction to COVID, and people say enough is enough. I am absolutely amazed that it went as long as it did. Things never should have been shut down last year. But people went along with it. They believed the government. And now, fewer and fewer have any faith or belief in the government. You want to believe Fauci? Uh, this will be all done by this next spring. Don't worry about it. We'll be done with COVID next spring. Of course, there's going to be nothing new come next spring other than, uh, you know, people will still get their vaccines. Looks like you're going to have to get one every six months to uh, battle off COVID. This is a county prosecutor that may need replaced. Down in Franklin County, the Franklin County commissioners, they were having a meeting. And, of course, Monday is when the governor said everybody has to wear a mask indoors. And Franklin County Commissioner Clint Didier uh, along with most of the audience members, came to the meeting yesterday without a mask. Also refused to put one on. Well, that is when the Franklin County prosecutor told Didier and the other commissioners, Rocky Mullen and Brad Peck, that by them not wearing a mask... One, it could result in a lawsuit by the state. And two, the meeting could be considered illegal. Now, what wearing a mask has to do with a public meeting? Well, I'm not sure where 
Sean Sant, uh, the county prosecutor, was coming from on that. But his advice to the commissioners, he said, any actions they took at this meeting, because all three commissioners weren't wearing masks, the meeting could be voided. Couldn't do county business. Well, that's what's going on down in Franklin County. We'll see what develops of that. Now, if you want to go down to Oregon, don't bother. But if you do go to Oregon, you have to wear a mask indoors or outdoors. Yeah, the governor in Oregon says regardless of vaccination status... People are required to wear masks in public outdoor settings. Now, that goes into effect this Friday. The health officials say part of the reason is they are seeing instances where cases are clustering around outdoor events, especially music festivals. So the governor announced the outdoor mask mandate yesterday. Oregon already had an indoor mask mandate in effect, but uh, the governor's office says uh, Oregon is the first to reinstate a statewide mask requirement for all outdoor public areas. So that's the current status of things there. Colville Towing, our area's most trusted and reliable towing company, is now hiring qualified tow truck operator drivers. The qualified candidate must have excellent work history, a clean driving record, and must be at least 26 years old. Colville Towing offers competitive wages, benefits, and is an equal opportunity employer. No experience is necessary. On-the-job training is provided. Call and set up your interview today by calling 684-3137 or stop in at 1175 South Main. What I am at this point very worried about with the whole COVID situation, yes, people do get ill and people are going to continue to get ill from COVID. Nearly here in our area, Stevens County, 30% of our population has been vaccinated. That means 70% have not. Of those not vaccinated are a relatively high percentage of school teachers, custodians, workers for the school district. And the healthcare provi- uh, profession here in our area is very much like the general populace, right around 30% vaccination rate. When the governor's rules go into effect in October for school employees and health care workers, what are we going to do? It will be yet another manufactured crisis by the government. We need 
health care providers. We need people working at the schools, vaccinated or not. But as it stands right now, nearly 70% of the workers, a, a, lo- a lot of them have opted to take early retirement or quit. Talking to a lady, a lady yesterday, quit her job here in Colville, found a job in Georgia. Packing up, heading to Georgia because she doesn't have to have the vaccine in Georgia. We don't want to lose our health care providers. We don't want to lose our teachers. And somehow that has to be impressed on the local school board, to the folks at the clinics, the hospitals, The upper management needs to understand. In today's world, you cannot just replace 70% of your workforce. There's nobody to take their place, but we still will need health care. The kids need schooling. Make that impression. Maybe, like in Franklin County, You draw the line in the sand and say, Governor, enough is enough. We have to have operating health care. We have to have operating schools. If we lose more people to other states that don't require the vaccination, well, that's just not an option. Sandra says the best part of retirement is spending time with the grandkids. Sandra wants to thank everyone for the support for over 27 years and wants to have one more party. So Sandra's Furniture is celebrating with Sandra's Retirement Sale. Store-wide savings, and best of all, if you see what you like, you can take it home tonight. For a limited time only, shop Sandra's Retirement Sale going on now. Sandra's Furniture Store, making houses into The Oregon Department of Fish and Wildlife, they've authorized the killing of two more wolves. The state fatally shot two young wolves suspected of injuring or killing five cows over two weeks in July. The state authorized ranchers to kill up to four of the wolves. Another cow was attacked this past Friday. The state approved an extension of the original permit. That pack consists of a pair of breeding adults, two yearlings, and five four-month-old pups. Their territory, mostly Baker County, near the Idaho-Washington-Oregon borders. Hello, my name is Dr. Robert Gum, your Stevens County Lincoln Ferry Pondray County Veteran Service Officer. I am here to assist our heroic veterans with their hard-earned, well-deserved federal, state, and local benefits, including reservists and National Guard and their family members. If you need help with your benefits, please give me a call at 509-690-2949 or my office number 685-2837, located at 230 East Birch Avenue, the Commissioner's Building. Now, from one of my favorite movies, The Searcher, 
pictures. This explains how I approach the VA. So enjoy this clip by John Wayne. Well, why don't you say it? Beat and you know it. No, our turning back don't mean nothing. He chase that thing till he thinks he's chased it enough. And he quits. Same way when he runs. Seems like he never learns there's such a thing as a critter or just keep coming on. So we'll find him in the end, I promise you. It's as sure as a turning of the earth. I will approach your VA compensation claim with the same tenacity and relentlessness that the Duke would have. Today is our final installment of the August Spotlight on Chronic Wasting Disease in Deer, Elk, and Moose. It is the Wildlife Question of the Week. Hi, I'm Malia DeVivo, Ungulate Research Scientist for the Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife. We get a lot of questions at WDFW, including several lately about chronic wasting disease, known as CWD. So we will be using the question of the week segment throughout August to answer CWD questions. Today's question, I plan to hunt outside of Washington State this year. What steps do I need to take to make sure the animal I harvest is safe to bring back to Washington? To start, CWD is a fatal neurologic disease of deer, elk, and moose caused by an infectious prion protein that is transmitted directly from animal to animal or indirectly through contaminated environments to susceptible animals. It has not been detected in Washington to date, but has been in 26 states, the closest being Montana and four Canadian provinces. Most animals with CWD appear normal until the end stages of the disease, when they show signs of weight loss, lethargy, drooping ears, excessive salivation and urination, and loss of fear of people. WDFW is concerned about the spread of CWD and is initiating a chronic wasting disease surveillance program that will start during the 2021 general deer hunting season. We're asking for your help to slow the spread of CWD. If you harvest deer, elk, or moose outside Washington in states or provinces with CWD, by law, only the following items may be imported to Washington. Meat that has been deboned in the state or province where it was harvested and imported as boned out meat, skulls and antlers, antlers attached to the skull plate, or upper canine teeth known as bugler, whistlers, ivories, from which all soft tissue, including antler velvet, has been removed, hides or capes without heads attached, or as finished taxidermy mounts. You can find these import regulations on our website at wdfw.wa.gov backslash CWD and in our hunting pamphlet. Finally, we'd like to remind hunters that some states also regulate how deer and elk are transported out of their state and to know those rules prior to transporting your harvested animal. If you are notified by another state or provincial fish and wildlife agency that the animal you have harvested has tested positive for CWD, you have 24 hours to notify WDFW by calling 509-892-1001. Again, that number is 509-892-1001. For more information on chronic wasting disease, go to wdfw.wa.gov forward slash CWD. If you have a question for the Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife, send it to publicaffairs at dfw.wa.gov or call 509-563-5495. We will pick one question a week and answer it on the air. In the meantime, you can find a lot of answers to fish, wildlife, and habitat questions at wdfw.wa.gov. 
Tune in to the news Wednesdays at 7, 8, noon, and 5 for the Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife Wildlife Question of the Week. Email questions you have on fish, wildlife, habitat, hunting, and more to publicaffairs at dfw.wa.gov or call 509-563-5495 and we will answer one question every Wednesday. 26 minutes past 7. The kids are going to have a lot to do at the Northeast Washington Fair. We talked with Sandy Iverson about the scavenger hunt and Kid City. My name is Sandy Iverson, and I'm in charge of the performing arts at Spencer Stage. And I do a scavenger hunt so that we could get kids to go to every part of the fair. So that's why we do the scavenger hunt. And then I just got this idea that I wanted a city at a kid level. And Lori let me have the entire underneath the grandstands and turn it into a city. I created little wood objects that the kids have to go look for. They get a piece of paper and there's a sunflower and there's a Christmas tree and there's a horse and all these different things. And so they have to go find those wooden items and every year I change the questions on them and for instance if there's a poster that says horses are measured by a certain hand a hand is five inches or whatever then the kids have to write down the answer you know where is Christmas at the fair well it's usually in the adult barn and I look for questions and then if they can fill them out they get a free coupon and they get to go to Grandma Dini's and get an ice cream cone They seem to enjoy it. Every year, I try and add something new to Kid City. And so last year, we did ways that generate power. And so I had a dam with a little thing that went around to show how the dams work and generate power. We had a windmill, and we had a solar panel. And the gentleman that helped me put the solar thing together, we actually ran radio. So the kids saw that it was really working. And I made fun little poles that are, you know, kids' level that, you know, we strung the electricity to each one. And it was just kind of a fun thing. And this year, the same gentleman that helped me with the power makes stuff from garbage, makes building material. And so I thought that would be really fun this year to have him come and crush bottles and use paper and all the different stuff to make a building. There's an entire city at kid level. There's a library in there, and I thought that was probably going to be the least utilized part of kid city. And I walked in there, and there's a little girl stretched out on the bench with her head in her hands, and she is reading a book. And that made it all worthwhile. But then the creativity, some of the kids will dress up as a policeman, they'll come and they'll nab their friend, drag them to court, pound on the thing saying guilty, and then drag them to jail. (laughs) They just love it, and it's so fun. I can see how they would love it. I was down there last night and taking a look at Kid City. It is fabulous. So uh, we'll see you down at the fair. The fair opens tomorrow. And uh, make sure you bring the kids along and they can enjoy Kid City. Sandy uh, Everson is also in charge of the performing arts on Spencer Stage. Here's more about the performing arts auditions. All I do on Spencer Stage is the performing arts. And so the first day is auditions. The second day is the talent show, and the third day is 
the championship. And basically, they keep bringing the same thing and improving each time the way they do it. All the kids come on Thursday, and they can bring two events to each category. So they can sing two songs. They could play two instruments. They can play two different instruments if they play the guitar and the piano. So they can bring two to every category so that it gives them many options to perform. And then the judges that day give them their rating, and if they get a blue, they have to choose between the two songs because they, they can only bring one the next day to the talent show. And then if they get a blue at the talent show, then they come to the championship, and that's when they get reserve champion, grand champion in each category. I am one of those really, really open superintendents and sometimes the kids, they didn't even know the performing arts, and they come by the stage, so I let them sign up that day. But it is supposed to be a pre-entry, like with everything else at there. But like I said, my whole goal of doing this is I don't want kids to be 40 years old like I was and afraid to look people in the eye. And I want them to learn how to have a presence on stage and, and how to engage the audience and things like that. So that's why I'm there. They do get a special medallion they can wear around their neck. Grand champion and reserve champion. My judges, sometimes the kids, they don't dress for what they're singing. And so they'll say, you know, if you want to up the ante, it would be really cool if you'd wear like a Western outfit or cowboy boots or something. And so the next day they'll be dressed up and fancier and <laughs> so that when they go to the championship, they just stand out. We start at 8 o'clock on Thursdays. All right. Performing arts every day of the fair. If you haven't signed up yet, well, you can still get involved. Just go by the Spencer stage on Thursday. And Sandy really has a grasp of what the fair is all about. The kids are going to love it. Wagen Brothers Lumber specializes in forest improvements and thinning treatments that add value to the forests for people, products, and the environment. We are currently purchasing saw logs, tonwood, chipwood, and also timberland. Contact Wagen Brothers today at 509-684-5071. Or for more information, go to www.wagenbrothers.com. It's a day of rest today for the Mariners, making the short trip north from Oakland. Uh, they'll be playing Kansas City for four games and then taking on Houston for three. That before they go back on the road for September's games. Kansas City pregame at 6 tomorrow evening. Uh, Mariners swept Oakland. Right now, the M's are one game behind Oakland in the standings. They need some wins yet, and it is a very tough schedule coming up. Kansas City, Houston at home, then on the road at Arizona, then three at Houston. Boston coming to Seattle in September. Oakland well, four games on the road at Oakland and uh, three games at home with Oakland. It's going to be a tough September because Oakland and the Mariners are battling right there for the playoffs. We'll see how it goes. Off day today, tomorrow night, 6 o'clock, pregame. Mariner baseball on 92.1 KCRK. 
A look at today's local weather forecast is brought to you by Academy Mortgage, NMLS 3113, Equal Housing Lender. If you're a first-time home buyer and want to own your own home, Cheryl Lip, NMLS 264822 at Academy Mortgage. She'll help you prepare for a mortgage. Call 680-1597 or stop in at 309 South Main. Sunshine, 80 degrees this afternoon. Down to 50 overnight, partly sunny, 77 on Thursday. A possibility of some showers Thursday night and Friday. 72 the high on Friday. Sunshine, 77 Saturday. Sunny and 82 Sunday. Sunny and 83 on Monday. Looks like really good weather for the fair going to be fabulous. We'll see you down at the fair. We'll be down there broadcasting uh, starting tomorrow and uh, be there the whole length of the fair. Right now, there is no wind in the valley. The barometer at 30.18 and steady. Kind of a chilly. 44 degrees. Not warming up much yet. 44 degrees at 735 at KCVL, KCRK.